little boys, gays, and everything in between. You know that you're an alcoholic when you come home from the gym and you grab an alcoholic beverage before you grab a glass of water. <laughs> that's that's definitely what I did in preparation for today's podcast. So you know what that means. We're back for another episode of Who That Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. As you know, I am Kenny Ray, and I'm here with my good sister, Glenn Reeves. Does and that mean you're not dehydrated, bitch? That's, I mean, <laughs> priorities, home. <laughs> the, the, the lack there. thereof, of course. Um, hey, hey, it's, it's getting close. It's too close to the weekend for this menagerie bullshit. I do know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Never too close to the weekend. But, of course. Well, I'm on my second drink as well, so I definitely commend you on that. Um <laughs> Tonight we have a special guest, uh, I, I would say a, a sports connoisseur herself. Uh, she joined us on our NF Drought Party a few months ago. Um, I'm so excited to have her, um, her take on, on things, all things sports. I think we found someone else that knows sports kind of that roundabout note as we do. Um, I think she might have us beat, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen her play softball. Yeah, she got us beat, honey. <laughs> uh, boys, gays, all things in between. Let's give a big high five and a big lesbian scream to Allison. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, tonight is season finale of season two. Who would have thought we'd have got this far uh, with you two know- almost talking about sports? That sounds interesting. You know, it just started off as a random idea that we put a little effort into. And, you know, I, I didn't envision it turning into this. So, you know, I'm very blessed. I feel very blessed and grateful. Yeah. Um, and according to our listeners, we are up to 322. I don't know who does what, but amen and God bless you. That's all I can say. Right. <laughs> Good shit. Um, <laughs> Allison is one of those. We thank her. Um, I, you know, after two seasons, I'm like, you know what? This is like putting on. Well, when I jump to put jeans on, you know, this wagon I drag around every day. But uh, it's getting easy, easy each time we do this. <laughs> that is very true. That is you know? very true. So, um, so Allison, you were one of our you were one of our first supporters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First supporters. Yeah. Yeah, she said, oh, you two homos talking about sports. I want to hear what that says, what that does. <laughs> and then she heard it, and she was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, that does. And then we drink. So on top of that, I go from softball to podcast, I, I, and then the streets. I seriously think I'm an alcoholic. I really, really do. You think? Alcoholic. Right. <laughs> Allison, I can disconnect you. You keep it up. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, this past Monday, I think I shared it with Allison was there too. We went to the saints game, which kind of leads into, we've had a very busy sports week. Um, Mm -hmm. one of them being to Monday night game to me and both Allison with that. And Allison, I will agree that the process to get in the dome was quite simple. It was, uh, vaccine and get your ass inside. It was pretty much easy. Yeah. It was Um, very fast and efficient, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And then I didn't realize they were giving out vaccine shots at the on two on both corners too. So which was also great. So I know most of the stadiums are thinking of doing that. I mean, if anybody wants to take note from New Orleans for a change, <laughs> um, real quick, they got a hundred vaccines that day too. They so got vaccines. 
Yeah. So that's, I mean, I, and inside, I mean, my, I, I think me and my crew were like the only people in that row to for like 12 seats, which was good. Um, considering tickets were like $13. <laughs> right. Shit. But that leads into my baby daddies of the week. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just say, as we come to this season, it has gotten better. It has gotten worse. It has gotten, it has gone its ways, but we're going to start with who was named by urban Meyer today. Finally, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but as my husband calls him a lesbian volleyball player, <laughs> y'all, every time he comes out, I swear Bill gets real, Bill gets real mannish. And he's like, babe, they go to lesbian volleyball player. I was like, first of all, what does a lesbian volleyball player look like? Um, he was like, Trevor Lawrence. It's like, okay, babe. And now is it beach volleyball or is it court volleyball? We're talking I about Bill, so we're going to go with court. <laughs> no, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's beach volleyball. Yeah. Like, yeah. Volleyball. Pull them golden locks back and them cheeks up. And <laughs> <laughs> that is very true, baby. She gets it in. And so watching her this Monday night, because I actually did record the game at home and come home and listen to the commentary. I don't know how excited I am. I don't. I knew he would be number one. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little con- I'm a little concerned with no, – he didn't run his first-team offense as well as I thought he should have. Granted, it's still preseason, but we – I mean, you only got one preseason game left to go. Um, and Gardner Minshew with the 70s porn mustache came out and run it a little bit better. I just – he looked scared the hmm. whole time. Reading the defense, I saw one replay on ESPN. He just, he just looked nervous, like he didn't know what to do. Now, granted, he got the passes out quickly and efficiently but he just didn't look, I don't know, just look Well, let me, let me ask you, what do you guys think about this? Because I, you know, I, I am, you know, an Alabama fan. So as far as I'm concerned, Trevor Lawrence can hold hands and jump off a bridge. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, will, I knew that was coming. But I will say, how much leeway does he get? Because at the end of the day, he is still a rookie. And it's not his fault that all this pomp and circumstance and media hype is around him. Um, but just, uh, I mean, how much, how much of a rope does he get be- for being a 21, maybe year old, 22 year old rookie, you know, in the NFL and he hasn't even taken a full speed game yet. Snap. I don't know. I'll let Allison start with that. I, I don't know because you have to realize he hadn't lost. He never lost in high school. He won what all of his games, except I think two in two? college. Yeah. yeah. So. He's on the Jags. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, they're not the greatest team. Obviously, they've picked number one. So mm-hmm. he's not used to losing. So how is that going to affect him mentally, too? Mm. I, I'm going to agree there. Also, he, well, of course, we heard that Travis Etienne Jr., his main man in the backfield, is gone for the season. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. I don't know how much rope Urban Meyer is going to give before Gardner goes in. Um, I'm hoping that it's a, a good learning curve, but we, we got 17 games. How much does Urban Meyer want to do? But also, let's be – can we be mindful that the two times that Trevor Lawrence has ran his ass to New Orleans, he's got that ass beat? Just want to point <laughs> – just want to say that she has gotten her ass beat each time she's running all this. So I think her mind is like, Lord, please don't let me have to go back in there. <laughs> well, I, you know, I will say this. I will add this because I do agree with what Alan said. Um, 
I think I, I get I don't I don't think that he's going to put Gardner Minshew in because I don't think that they have illusions of winning now. Um, but I do think the bigger issue is that he took one monster hit. I think that was in the third quarter, I want to say, or end of the second quarter. All I know is he he that he that he took a monster hit, and I was like, "This is preseason. If you think you're going to do that throughout an entire season, you're not going to last very long." Period. That was the first thing. I, that well, was that's what the fly shit he did. Oh, yeah, that was the scramble, and he was just like, "Oh, let me keep running," and I was like, "Oh my god, just slide already." Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he's going to pull shit like that, yeah, I, like. It won't be an issue of putting Gardner Mitchell in. Gardner Mitchell is going to have to go in. If he, right. they were saying one thing, he is the franchise. He, I said, wrap that bitch in bubble wrap. But he thinks he want to be captain, save a team, and that is not the time to do it, bro. <laughs> well, I think that goes to what Allison said: is 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 has he been humbled by the NFL yet? Because he's used to being one of the best athletes on the field. And NFL, that's not going to be the case. No, it's not. Um, but has he, you know, in the preseason, it's like, yeah, let me get that sack in. But come regular season in week one, when he get that ass smack one good time. Because, um, mm, you know, and I hate to say it, we all can know, uh, the likes of Cam Jordan and Trey Hendrickson and all of those, even though he's insane, but the big boys that have been in there for a long time, they salivate over rookies, especially <laughs> rookie quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first time he get caught and he get open and somebody catch him, that he's going to be like, the fuck, I'm not running. I'm going to try. So it's going to be interesting to see. And watch, like I said, I'm with Allison. He did look a bit scared. It was like, fuck, I, am I really going to do this? And now you have that pressure off of you. Granted, you are now the number one quarterback in Jacksonville. They've called it. Great. But now you know the pressure that comes with that because now you're the number one pick and now you're the number one quarterback. Um, I... Mm, do you think he was doing it to try and earn respect of the veteran players and be like, mm. I'm in on the team, I'm all in, I'm all for y'all? I was like, you're going to break yourself before you can even do anything. Right. Yeah. There is something to be said about that. It's stupid. Because, I mean, there's something to be said about that because, yeah, I mean, it does, it, you know, I think, I think veterans, you know, or the team will respond to your your willingness to like really put it all out there and, and work hard and whatnot. But at the end of the day also they want you to be available. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's cute. But <laughs> let's, let's, let's go for the long run in my aspect. Um I think Urban Meyer is trying just going is doing all he can to, you know, let me get this team together and let me let me start leading after that because granted we only have one one preseason game left. That is very true. Um I just don't know. Like I said, I may I'm I will watch week one game with the Jaguars. We, we don't play them and they play early, so I'll take a look and see what he got. Um but we'll see. Speaking of not many leashes to carry, um, as fine as he is. And me and Allison once again can attest to this. We can now say with great certainty, it has not been announced yet, that my baby daddy, good thighs, good legs, good ass, good God, Taysom Hill will not, ladies and gentlemen, will not be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints in 2021. I've been waiting to hear both of y'all's take on this all day. (laughs) Oh, I have a certain play already written down that he's totally screwed up. Okay. So if you look at the game, if you watch the game, it's the second quarter with 36 seconds left. It's 
First and 10, I believe, on our 32. The Saints are in a three-by-one, so they have three receivers on one side and the yes. one on the other. They're, and the defense is in a two-high safety, so you know the safeties are just going to have the field. Little Jordan Humphrey runs a post. He is wide open, like nobody within 10 to 15 yards of him. Oof. And he just dumps it down to Tony Jones Jr., who drops it, so it's incomplete. If he would have thrown it to a Jordan Humphrey, it's a touchdown. Yep, I remember well, that play. Because he didn't see it or because he just didn't have the confidence to make the throw? Oh, he could have made the throw. It was it was maybe, I think, a 20-yard, maybe 25-yard throw. It mm-hmm. wasn't deep. But I'm, like, he just, I don't know if he can read the defense well enough. I mean, he knew Drew Brees could tell you what every defensive player was going to do before it happened. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if he has that. I don't think so. And here's what my take on it could would be, and I'm going to – because I've watched it happen too many times. If Taysom's first option is not available, his and I think you may have even said this, Allison, he takes off. There's nothing else after that. There's nothing. He sees nobody else. And then when he starts running, he's like, oh, shit, let me see if somebody else is available. So the reading of the defense, but if his first option when he comes out of the gate, oh, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Marquez. If, nope, he's not open. Fuck it. I'm going to take off running. And by that point, the defense has caught on and nobody's open. But the problem is, is we use him for his legs when he's a Swiss Army knife and he doesn't use his legs when he's a quarterback. No. He, he had plenty of times to scramble and roll out and just run down the sideline. I think he might have done it twice all night. And hmm. I think he's trying too hard to show that he can play quarterback. It's just- yeah, I think that I think that it, it was a cute experiment. But I think that he is I think that he's officially a crash test dummy, which is a you know a term that we coined last week where the, the experiment has been done, we have the results, we know who he is. He, but I do think that he can be a very valuable part of, of that offense, and of course they should have a package for him, but he's just never going to be a under, under center, shotgun, you know, third and 10 quarterback. It's just, it's, just, it's just not in his repertoire. It doesn't make him less valuable, it just, you know, Put him in right. his line and don't pay him quarterback money. Now, I think he can. go ahead. <laughs> what y'all gonna do about uh, Jameis Winston? First of all, <laughs> first of all, let me just say this: I watching the first half of the game in which Jameis did play, and I'll let Allison give her take on him. He came out the gate poised. It was like. I know what I'm here to do. I'm going to do it. And he did it with precision. And I haven't seen the long ball, especially the ones that he threw. And right. Since 2006 or not, none of that has been done for a while. So I'm going to say this. And me and Jameis Winston will like, like Romeo and Juliet, me and Casanova, we will never be friends, but But he even like I said, we sat on the sideline with the Saints. I watched him. I watch. I watched this man, and I will say, I'm willing to give him the season. I'm I, granted, we everybody on ESPN raved, and I do mean raved for hours. I watched Sports Center 
about how good he did and how poised he looked. And he looked like he wanted to lead this team. And when you get the recommendations of Cam Jordan and Demario Davis, two of the biggest boys on the team who run the Saints, let's just be realistic behind Drew. I'm willing to give him the season and his darts to Marquez Callaway. Listen, listen. Fuck what you heard. I, he can throw it. Listen, if he can get the ball down the field and see routes like that, because I guarantee you to play that Allison talked about with Taysom, uh, Jameis would have saw that easily. Right. It's just like the Traquan Smith throw in the playoff game. It was wide yep. open. He dropped it right there, and that was it. That was So that's what I'm excited to see. Um, he ran. He was able to move. Um they tailored the offense to what we could see around Jameis, um, knowing that those passes were available. He got got it to open receivers. Hell, he got it to receivers I didn't know nothing about, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, I love you and Jesus, but you are doing the same thing that sports media is infamous for doing, which comes back and bites them in the ass every time. You got Matt Ryan, girl. Let it go. I be, no, Matt, and I know who Matt Ryan is. You ain't see me like put like he gets no flowers from me. Um, <laughs> um, this is called overreaction. I'm glad that he looked poised in this preseason game. That's cute. We know that Jameis is good for flashes of uh, of greatness. I even I'll, I'll go out and let me even say greatness. But what we do know is that Jameis Jameis's uh, judgment under pressure has always been extremely volatile and inconsistent. And so, yeah, this is cool now. This is great. Against four stringers and third stringers during the preseason. I'm just waiting to see when J- uh, Jameis Winston's true colors come out and play because I think that they will. You know, um, Stephen A. Smith, you're a bit of an asshole. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that they will. I think that everybody is overreacting because, oh, he had this great preseason and that. He's not a rookie. He's been here before. You know, he, he's, he's, he, you know, he's played some seasons. He's been a starting quarterback before. We know he has arm talent. That's never been the issue with him. His judgment is very questionable, especially under pressure, especially when you get him excited and things of that nature. So we will see. Like, you know, hey, like, hopefully, prove me wrong, Jameis. Listen. Well, <laughs> he threw he took a shot he stayed in the pocket and right as he released it he took a shot before he would dock or run away or whatever he he stood his ground and took that shot and dropped the dime to Marquez Callaway for that 23 yard touchdown I mean I I agree I agree like I said I've never doubted his arm talent and when he's on he's on He's good for a four-touchdown game. He's good for a four-interception game. <laughs> you got my so damn listen, marriage. Listen, listen, I hope, I, hope that, I hope that Sean Payton in your system is the secret sauce to Jameis Winston because they're not the first team that's looked for it. I'll just leave it at that. Well, he's finally behind the O-line and has an actual coach. Yeah, Fair he was, coached by, he was coached by Bruce Arians' children. <laughs> Fair point. Listen, and sh- you know, let's just can we just say this both to me and I? We've all watched Sean Payton enough. Sean Payton, two things he ain't gonna do. Number one is tolerate the bullshit. If he played it, <laughs> yeah. nope. that that ain't happening. You right. throw one too many interceptions that before halftime, I guarantee you, <laughs> we will be seeing a different quarterback going forward. Sean Payton ain't having that bullshit. We not we not doing that. Sean Payton was wearing his G Nikes. We not having this shit. 
none of that's happening in New Orleans. We may go through now. All of us, we will be. I think we'll be a wild card team. Maybe when the division is a stretch, but hey, we'll see what happens. If Michael Thomas comes from off punishment, <laughs> <laughs> I think wild cards in your future. Unfortunately, I don't think. I, I think Tampa is the clear favorite for the division. But yeah, you know, I'm gonna keep my mouth closed on that till two mm-hmm. weeks from now when we come yeah. back for open. Uh, we'll we'll just revisit that talking statement. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Definitely that. Um, uh, you get on my nerves. I did that. But anyhow, yes. those. so when we talk about the Saints and the Jags, and, and we, we too was quite interesting. Um, but my final baby daddy of the week, I took a moment because he's one of my favorite basketball players. And, of course, we lost him last year. Um, but his birthday was recently, and I watched uh, his 30 for 30 and his and the Lakers highlights. And I will just want to take a moment and let's give uh, the respect to where respect is due to my, the legendary Kobe Bryant, um, mm-hmm. who's one of my absolute favorites. And I did order a Jersey off fanatics this week. It cost me 200 goddamn dollars. <laughs> Y'all know the diva loves spending money, but shit. I was also, we all know also that I love the impulse buy when I'm drunk, and that's probably what the fuck happened. <laughs> of course, I ain't never seen you wear a basketball jersey. That we've never been around each other during that moment in time, honey. Would, I'm gonna use this one for picture purposes. We're not gonna. You know, you gotta one. keep it classy, right? Uh, Gaze, <laughs> when you're experimenting at home, you get you a jersey, get you a man, go there. Okay, so, all right, uh, no, we don't need that. You just said it. <laughs> you said you've never seen me in one. Then there's a reason for that. Uh, she gets on my nerves. Um, but anyhow, the the career that he has had, or you know, he had, um, was simply next to remarkable. And watching you know players now and emulate what Kobe did and what Kobe has, um, it's just next to. The, to, to legendary in my opinion you know i mean i think he's easily i mean uh you know i think he's easily one of the top 10 best players he, absolutely most, most people he's going to probably one of the top five i know he certainly is for me um and i mean there's nothing else to be said about that I, he's probably as much as i'm admittedly a very uh, very big lebron james fan but lebron james to me is more magic johnson Kobe is the closest that we've had that I would even like say hold a flame to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, yes. That's, that's the way I looked at it. So, I mean, that's, I mean, there's no other company there. So that when, you, when, you, when you say Michael Jordan's name, we all know that when you put other people in that company, you right. go, Oh, I I actually saw a clip of Michael Jordan. It was at one of the all-star games. I think it might've been Kobe's rookie year or second year. And he was telling, I think it was Sean Kemp. He's like, this kid's going to be great. He's Mm -hmm. going to be maybe even greater than I am at this point. Wow. Yeah. And it was just, I was just like floored that he knew that way before anything else. Mm hmm. So that's, you know, that's one of those things. And, you know, I watched, I kept watching highlights and like shit. And even Shaq sent a tweet out. Um, you know, at one point, him and Kobe did not see eye to eye. But you know, that's called that's called putting on your big man draws, and you know, Shaq is real huge. Um, I, those <laughs> I grew up in LA during those times. Oh, that was all over the media. Kobe oh, was it really? Shaq were at each other, and I was like, "Oh, guys, please no, please no," because you know, I'm like, I'm a kid in LA, and the Lakers are the only thing that's winning out there. Right. <laughs> 
So, well, now, and so as we move on, we're going to start with our first fan question. And Allison, what we usually do is we've learned, we've over the course of the last few episodes, we've gotten fan questions, which are quite exciting. Um, Kenny and his Alabama friend have had some words with Harvard and things of that nature and in a good way. Um, But the first one comes from Joe here in Louisiana, actually. And Joe says, before we get into our hits of the week is what are we looking forward to most in this NFL season? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. I, I, you know, okay, let me think. The first thing that came to mind, ironically, so I'll just go with that is I'm actually very curious to see if this sleeping giant in L.A. is awakened because I've always thought that Matthew Stafford was an elite quarterback that just never got his due because he was trapped in that purgatory called the Detroit Lions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, fine line. And then he was stuck with Matt Patricia. I mean, who the fuck? I mean, poor guy. Like, you know, a bullet but um yeah so um you know you, you like so i'm very curious to see and i that th- how how what how the rams develop and if they become the juggernaut like i think they're going to especially today they picked up uh sony michelle um to replace the injured cam Akers. So I mean, even though Cam, I mean, he's better than he's better than Sony Michelle, but Sony Michelle is a very talented and serviceable running back. So they've got they you know they they solidified their backfield. They they I I definitely think that they upgraded at quarterback. They still have that elite defense. They've got weapons. I just, <laughs> I'm really curious to see what the Rams turn into this season. And you know I've been quietly keeping that to myself because I think that people. I've been looking for Seattle to win that division, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, mm. I was like, I don't know y'all. Like it's, I think they got something cooking in, in, in LA, but we'll see. But that's what I'm looking forward to. Seeing. Allison. I'm looking forward to seeing how the rookies play besides Trevor Lawrence, but like Zach Wilson, he mm. looked good the other day. He did. At just even Justin Fields. I know he's not starting, but. Just Which something. can I say that was a great idea for them to sit him for a minute? Yeah, because that one play he got hit by Andre Smith. I'm sorry, that looked. I played defense when I played for the women's professional tackle football team out here. That was a clean hit. The boy doesn't strap up his helmet. He's just like Cam Newton, how he lets it sit and it's loose. Of course, your helmet's gonna pop off when you get hit. But yeah. <laughs> He should have called the protection over, and he didn't. He just got – he's lucky he got up. Mm. So, I want to see how the rookies are going to do this season, especially Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be special. He may not have looked that great at BYU. He's still good, but I think with Salah's coach, and they're both new, so they're both rookies at this point because he's a rookie head coach. I want to see how they do. I mean, granted, the Jets have lost a lot of people on defense lately, but I want to see how their offense works. <laughs> her Majesty herself, the Queen of Shade, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and besides my beloved New Orleans Saints, saying today. No. Did you hear what he said today? So he was asked if he would have taken the uh, Jeopardy job, 
if they offered it to him. He was like, yeah, most likely. Oh, yeah, I mean, of course, if they were able to, like, fit around my schedule. <laughs> right. Well, you heard, I heard uh, he was on a I have serious radio, so I heard he was like, they asked him, so when did you make your decision about, you know, coming back? And he goes, like, two days before. Like, wait what <laughs> and they're like two, like two days before camp started he's like yeah i just didn't want to like leave the guys hanging like, well damn oh that's the same one he was like he was 50 50 on retiring yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah he is like he has been i've been thoroughly entertained by him this offseason <laughs> I think if Brett Favre would have known how to throw in shade, it would have been the exact same thing. Because that's what's going on again. Just oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. If he wasn't like a Mississippi River cricket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, oh, gosh. So, uh, when, yeah, you want to do another listener question? You want to go on to hits the week? So, now that we've gotten to... Which is really weird. You know, we're now in week, the final week of preseason, which I'm so used to saying four weeks, but now we're in week two. And we saw some flashes mm-hmm. of light. Well, he would have made the team just not as a starting quarterback. Like I said, I think he's, I think he's definitely got value. He's just. Oh, yeah. Y- yeah. You can run so many things through him or even like fake plays, trick plays. There's so much you could do with Taysom Hill. You can line him up as a slot receiver, a tight end, even a running back. Yeah, just stop playing with his emotions about this quarterback shit. <laughs> He's sensitive. Right. Thank you, Allison. He's very sensitive. He's a Mormon. He's sensitive. Well, did you see after he threw that touchdown to Humphrey, he looked miserable. Like, he didn't look happy at all. No, this is not. He's so used to going in on those trick plays and running like the horse that he is, and then all of a sudden, I'm I'm good. Now, all of a sudden, I've sucked ass for the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he knows that he lost the job that night. Yeah. And he just had the play because it's his job. Right. Now you're getting back into the mindset of being Taysom Hill, the jackknife, the Swiss Army knife. Yeah, well, he's shed, what, like 20, 25 pounds to play quarterback? So he's not as tough and rumble as he was before. Well, I'm going to ask him to put that back on and keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> keep it pushing. Just feed him. <laughs> right. That's my bag behind him. He got, a, he got a wife and a kid. Uh, the kid can stay. The wife I can probably run over in the street. But anyhow. <laughs> oh, she gets on my nerves. That's like Freddie Freeman's wife. I can't stand that bitch either. I didn't tell her okay. to go have twins. Did not tell her to have twins. We we agreed on one more child. That's it. Not two. Yeah, they're Uh from different donors. They're like months apart. (laughs) Okay, Margaret. That's a good answer. I still uh, still don't like that bitch. Did you call her Margaret? (laughs) Hey, Margaret. Still don't like that bitch. (laughs) Uh, Let's start with some notable games that I, of course, the Saints and the Jags, which we did go over. But let's mm-hmm. talk about the 49ers and the Chargers, mainly the 49ers for Trey Lance. Okay. Um, I was impressed. He's he's going to be a good quarterback. He but is. Emphasis on the future because he ain't ready. I mean, you don't think so? I saw the highlights. I mean, you know, ESPN only shows the good shit. 
Yeah, anyway. well, Jimmy Garoppolo is just – he's going to either get hurt like he does mm-hmm. or he's going to throw two or three interceptions and a half, and they're going to have to try and force the issue with Trey Lance. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree because, I mean, you know, Jimmy – and on, on top of that, uh, you know, a lot of times we have – a lot of times sports fans mm, – <laughs> I don't think anybody listening to our show or us have this problem, but a lot of sports fans have a hard time seeing athletes as human beings. Right. And Jimmy Garoppolo has to deal with the fact that like his team has lost confidence in him because, you know, they benched him and and then they've already drafted his replacement. So he knows his time is limited. And they moved up in the draft to get him too. Right, exactly. And the reality situation, it's like, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow when the team is like, you know, we like you, but we can't trust you to stay healthy throughout the season. And that's objective. And she's not good enough to pull an Aaron Rodgers and say, fuck it, I'm not coming. Okay, bitch, that's fine. Don't come. (laughs) Right, exactly. I mean, but it's objectively true. Like, you know, like, like you can't be trusted to be available through a whole season. It just is what it is. And it's just one of those weird things that some players have that some players don't. And so to fight through all that mental voodoo and be productive is a, is a tall order. Um, but we know that Jimmy G is, is capable. Um, it's just like, you know, it's just, is he, is, is the mental aspect going to catch up or like Allison brought up, or is he going to go to her first, but it's going to be one or the other. Um, I just, you know, so, so, I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I, but I, I think that I'll put it like this. And I'll let you guys weigh in on this, but I would give him, I would give him six to eight games before we see Trey Lance in the, in the RSR quarterback. Mm. Were you being generous? Yeah, I was gonna say maybe five. Is I was gonna. I'll the window. Fuck it, week one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you've seen him play, and there's some like he he's a good quarterback, but when he makes the right decisions. He's forced a lot of things that have made him look terrible. Exactly. That is true. That the is true. The only thing he's got going for him is he looks like a Greek god. Like, that's... God, he's fine. Yes, yeah, God. Lord, you didn't say enough. Listen. <laughs> god, God, God. You don't want to get us going down that road. <laughs> I, will, I will quit Ursa Minor. I will quit my job. At least I know he got a healthy paycheck. We can all live off retirement for a few fucking years before I get mad. Um, but glory to God. He, and he, look, he probably go to church every day, which makes me upset. He probably go to church every day. Oh, oh, I'm going to go send him to the whole Greek Orthodox Church. That's where he's going. Mm-hmm. Oh, that man is fire. <laughs> Kenny, look. Wake up one morning, he got clothes on. Why do you have clothes on? This is not the marriage I envisioned. <laughs> Babe, I'm going to work out. For what? You no longer play football. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which they till you come back to I me. Be, I can't say. Oh God. Uh oh, Jesus. Speaking of <laughs> right. Speaking of also fine, let's I am excited for Justin Herbert in the LA Chargers. I am. I'm just because he has another year on Nita's belt. They yeah. are going to I think they're gonna be very good. 
I think they are. I think they are some somebody to watch out for. I think they're a year or two away, but they still got Justin Herbert on the on, on the, the cheap rookie contract for another two years. I want to say mm-hmm. so. They're win- They're in their window. It's their and time. He's got a year under his belt playing, not just backing up, but actually playing and starting. So that helps him out a lot too going into year two. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And I think, I mean, and, and he's, uh, I mean, I think he's kind of taking the NFL by storm because he's on, he's on everybody's radar. Like people yeah. see the talent. And I think it's, 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 it's definitely well deserved for sure. He um, will be on my fantasy league just in case. And you know, I can't put Drew Brees. That was a fuck up. But... Caveat being, he's in that AFC West with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Only caveat. Because they're yeah. gonna be good and they're gonna be good for a while. Well, also yeah. the head coach is a rookie head coach. He's never had a head coaching position ever, not in any level, high school, college, or NFL. He's been a assistant or like an a, a coordinator. Mm-hmm. So this is his first head coaching job. Yeah, so there's definitely gonna be some growing pains there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to be good. It's just, you know, that, I mean, they, they've got to deal with the Kansas City Chiefs like every season. So that's going to be a thing. But, you know, I think Justin Herbert is here to say, I think he's going to be a star, a superstar in the league. Um, oh. He's another one I'm interested to see how he do, how he does, like Allison said, with the second year in his belt. And, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, outside, I mean, you know, the other teams in division are relative. I don't. I don't think they're very strong. I think the Raiders are going to be awful, frankly. Um, yeah, with John Gruden running them, of course. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know what. I don't know so, why okay. people still. I, like I don't know why people are still giving him flowers. Like it's, it's time to <laughs> like it's time to let that go. Like put him back on Indiana, ESPN. That's why. <laughs> Shit. Monday I got that man. Monday Night Football, John Gruden, and coaching football, John Gruden are two different things. And yes, he has a Super Bowl, but that was with Tony Dungy's players. And I wish people would just like stop acting like they didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to get to our third, second fan question. Sorry. And it's from Michelle from Chicago. She is actually one of my, a good friend of mine. And she is a Bears fan. And we're getting ready to talk about the beer, the Bills and the Bears. The Bears. Uh, the Bears, um, not a fan favorite of mine, but her question is quite simple. Um, should we have started Justin Fields or is it time for the Andy, Andy Dalton show? She's a, a big fan of Andy Dalton. I don't understand why. I did. Mm, I ask her that each and every time, but oh, hey. he's the red rifle. Give him credit. So he Ryan Fitzpatrick is the lumberjack. We he all is, got nicknames, Allison. He is the beige water pistol. Listen, all right. So, because I'm going to take a first crack at this, because for some reason, I I don't know why, but I have strong feelings about Annie Dalton. Um, (laughs) So, uh, I'll I'll address her, her question first. It depends on what camp that you fall into. Do you fall in the camp of it's best to let a rookie quarterback sit for a season, develop no matter what, and then bring them in? Or is, do you just throw a rookie in there and let them just learn on the job? Now, I tend to be one 
that falls in that camp of put the rookie in there if that's your future and if you don't have a better option, which I don't they do, and just like you know, and just 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 and just let it ride. <laughs> that that because I mean because like because uh, Andy Dalton falls into that category of uh, crash test dummy. We know we this experiment has been done in Cincinnati. He had his chance last year in Dallas. Like he we we know who he is. Like he's mediocre at best, and that's being extremely nice to him, which I'm usually not. And so I think that now. <clears throat> Let me. I, I'll get subjective to the Bears in this particular season. The Bears are in a very precarious situation because they have Matt, a coach, a Matt Nagy, a coach on the hot seat who is fighting for his job. You have a very, very good defense that's been very good for a while, but they've had to deal with it an inept offense for the last three years. Under you know, I still love him, but you know. Mitch Trubisky, he is who he is. He's just not a starting well, that's quarterback. That's your baby daddy, honey. Yes, he could still come see me, but like you know, as long as he's not like my starting quarterback. But um, <laughs> so they're they're in danger of losing this the faith of this this uh, this elite defense that they have, and so they're desperately trying to find some kind of way to win. Now they just don't have the parts to do it at the quarterback position. And so I can understand the reasoning of looking at it. Okay, well, Andy Dalton is serviceable. Like he's he's experienced. He, he's you know we don't you 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 can count on him to not make the rookie mistakes and things of that nature. So only under those circumstances, I think that they should start Andy Dalton. But normally, I would say go with the rookie. That being said. I don't think it matters because I just feel like they're still just not going to be good enough to beat Green Bay in that division. I'm oh, sorry. Man. I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Allison. So say they start Andy Dalton, right? And Matt Nagy's on the hot seat, like you said. Do you think he gets pressure from the GM, maybe even the owner, to play Justin Fields? Because say they just maybe they're zero and three and they need to spice something up, but then that even if you have Fields in, it's not working. Maybe, but I will say that he is in a better situation than some coaches around the league because the Chicago ownership. The reason why I can't name them off the top of my head is because they don't really meddle that closely and so he's lucky enough in the sense that they're not they're not they're not quite as hands-on as say a jerry jones or you know like he's a dictator that's not yeah 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 okay well yeah like i don't so i don't think they're going to get pressure from the ownership what he's got to deal with he's going to get pressure from the fan base and that's going to be that's going to be worse and they're (laughs) brutal i've been to a bears saints game in chicago they're brutal the second that Andy Dalton throws an interception or loses oh. a game for them. Well, they did oh, that the- in the preseason. They did that in the other game. He threw an interception or incomplete pass, and they booed him. And I'm like, yeah. it's preseason, y'all. Preseason. Yeah. And then yeah. Justin Fields gets a standing ovation when he just walks on the field in the second quarter. Yeah. 
I think is yeah. So the answer, I think the bigger issue is going to come from the fan base. I don't think it's going to come from the ownership group. I I will agree to that as well. And I think that you know, as much as we had, because everybody remembers when Justin Fields was drafted to the Bears, he had that look of the fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm with you, bro. Uh, Michelle, I love you, but uh, I think the Andy Dalton experiment will probably last about four games. If they're um, winning, it'll be longer. I think it's going to last a little bit longer only because um, I think, like, for example, we just started discuss- – we were just discussing Trey Lance. I think he's closer. Oh, yeah, Trey Lance. Who, Justin Fields or Trey Lance? I think Trey Lance is closer. I think Justin oh, yeah, Fields absolutely. Still a little – he's a lot rougher than Trey Lance. I think that out of necessity – like, unless any dog gets hurt, I just think that he's not ready. Fans are impulsive. I think the oh, correct, yeah. like, I, I don't, I just, yeah, I don't think he's ready. <laughs> like, I just don't. Yeah. It's a new shiny toy they want to play with right now, but they don't realize they can't play. Exactly. There you go. I I will attest to that wholeheartedly. So I just, Michelle, we love you, but yeah, well, I mean, it just depends. Your boy might be in for a full ride. Who knows? But, you know, Andy Dalton is that that good, I'm going to call what my sister calls it. He's the beige water pistol that, you know. Mm-hmm. What's your name again, Michelle? Michelle, what's your, yeah. what's your name again, Michelle? Michelle. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, hey. Heart to heart, friend. Hey, friend. Um, y'all not going to the playoffs, so... <laughs> <laughs> Shades early. Right? <laughs> guess it's dark outside. I guess it's time. Shit. <laughs> um, well, well, you will hear I'm more not taking, about. I'm not talking shit. I'm a Falcons fan. We ain't going either. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very. Uh, well, Michelle, you will. Hear more about your team, the Bears, in about two weeks uh, when our NFL preview comes up. I'm sure you will hear more about Andy Dalton. Unless something drastically changes, he will be in week one, and we will see how. Um, so, more power to you, girls. You and the Bears. At least I have Khalil Mack. That's about all y'all got right now. But... For now. Dumbass freaking traded him. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, the Raiders. I keep that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's my daddy's second favorite team. When you figure that one out. Um, when is your daddy not high? Okay, that's fair. Fair assessment. Uh, <laughs> look, that's a fair assessment. You ain't got to judge me. I, got, I, got him. He's a, I love him. He's one of the most charming people I've ever met. But, yeah, you know. I mean, Listen. he lives in Washington, right? So, I mean. Yeah. He can get high and get drunk, but every time he ain't gave a shit. Um, <laughs> anyhow, um, so that I mean, do we else? Do anyone else have any NFL roundups? Uh, will you want to move on to listener questions? Because I mean, I got plenty. <laughs> we we had three, so we only got one more, and that was about baseballs. So that's why I asked that. Okay, well, listen. All right, so I mean, I. <clears throat> Um, I wanted to, I wanted to touch on the, well, okay. So let's talk about that Prescott because I think it's time for, to temper Dallas fans expectations for this season, which I know that's difficult for them 
but it's time to make peace with the fact that this whole Dak Prescott shoulder injuries thing is they're lying to you. Like <laughs> Dak is Dak Dak is struggling. Like they were talking to three different sources now, including like Troy Aikman and other like Dallas insiders have confirmed that it's troubling him. It's a baseball injury on his throwing arm. If yeah. you have like if you haven't noticed, he hasn't thrown anything past 15, 20 yards. He's not going to be able to push the ball down the field. And Dallas is a they're a outscoring like shootout team. They it's, are. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know, I don't because I don't expect their defense to take a huge step forward since they only drafted linebackers and linebackers was the problem they didn't have. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um so I just, you know, I like I think y'all just need to be ready for a, you know, eight, nine, nine, eight type season. Um, and just make you with it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Well, you also got to take you got to take into consideration their, their, I mean, their, their conference is week AF. So. Well, true. Yeah. We, 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 there is a question around the Washington football team what they're going to be because they do have that at least elite defense, especially on their front line. Come on, Chase but, Young. Huh? I say Chase Young of the Washington football team. The Washington football team. Yeah, I mean, all four of their like their defense alignment are just like beasts. They're stout. <laughs> they're stout. Like they're like they. I mean, that's an elite defense. Um, they are. If they can, if they can find a way to like score some points, they may surprise people. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not optimistic about it, but still, that's the closest thing to competition. And they actually have a quarterback this year. So they have Fitzpatrick. He might not be great, but he's smart. He's not gonna force anything. I I will agree. Oh, They're lumberjack. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I have to challenge you on that because that's. <laughs> No, 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 no. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, I mean, I like him, but he is reckless AF. (laughs) (laughs) He is reckless AF. Like, that's when it works out for him, great. But he, like, no. (laughs) Oh, no. It's magic to Washington. I mean, no, there's, there is magic there. But, the like I said, the recklessness catches up to him eventually. It's the reason why he's a journeyman. Um, I mean, I do. I mean, he's he's serviceable. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's not inept, but it, you know, I, you can only turn the ball over so many times, and the defense gives up on you. But I don't. I it's 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 just it's not the point. Doesn't matter. It's not a very strong division, and so they don't need to win. You know, 10, 11, 12 games to win a division. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, as far as Dak Prescott is concerned, you know, I've never been a, I've never been a fan of the Cowboys. So I, you know, fumble Elliot, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, who I now call the bumbling idiot because we fumble every time we touch the ball. So, <laughs> and Mike McCarthy, girl, I just, I mean, I will say it to the day that Jerry Jones, as long as Jerry is running the Cowboys, the Cowboys would do nothing less than what they have been doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is Jerry Jones is your Al Davis. They 
same circle. As long as Jerry's world running Jerry's Cowboys, even though he had some she all the mother folks, he still has the final word. And Mike McCarthy was Jerry Jones. Mike McCarthy ain't had a winning season ever. <laughs> but Somehow we still kept a job. So, like I said again, the injury to Dex Prescott, yeah, I get it. But that whole entire team um, leaves something to be desired on several ends. I mean, we have CeeDee Lamb. We have, you know, Mark Cooper. We still have, you know, if Dak can't throw the ball that way, he's going to push it because we know we just want to come back. That's not going to work out because it's going. So I'm saying 6-11 and 11, if that. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I was going to give him a little bit more than that, but I, you know, nope, I just, don't want I, I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted for, you know, cause Kenesha for some reason likes Dallas. Um, and so that that's for her for our listeners don't know. Kenesha is my sister. So, you know, shout out to my baby sis. But, um, you know, we're not going to talk about her poor football choices. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, last, uh, I guess one more thing I wanted to discuss was, so I am pleasantly surprised to go back to what Allison spoke about earlier about seeing how the rookies perform. I am, I, I think that, I think I'm a little bit excited to see how Mac Jones does in New England. Oh, yeah. And that's a lot coming for me because, you know, I've hated them for so long. But, like, I am so surprised by him and his performance in the preseason. Jameis did exactly what I expected Jameis to do. I mean, not Jameis, excuse me. Cam Newton did exactly what I expect Cam Newton to do. Like, he lost me a long time ago. He did what he wanted me to do. Great. Perfect. Like Cam Newton lost me a long time ago. I did try for a hot second when he, you know, they had that Super Bowl run when he was with the Panthers. But, you know, I just, you know, it, it's just, it just, you know, I, you can't trust his judgment. You know, his accuracy has for some reason completely declined steadily every season. And Matt Johnson's come in, like he's looked, he's, he's looked crisp. He's looked decisive. Um, is you know, he, he knows that he doesn't have the best arm talent, but he seems to have made up for that in his decision making. It's almost like he's become like a sponge, and he's just he, he stays in his lane. And I think right. that that works. That works in the Bill Belichick system. It's a perfect fit for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just like Alabama when he was there. Because he didn't, like you said, he doesn't have the arm talent. He doesn't have the speed running, but he's smart. And he can work on his arm strength. That's not going to be a problem. He's still young. Yeah. He can be not, I'm not going to say he's going to be Tom Brady, but he can be like Tom Brady and go through exactly how he did. And he could maybe control that team for years to come. Yeah. No, I like I, I I'm I'm very interested to see how that develops because I was you know, I, I know that I know that Bill Belichick and, and, and Nick Saban are connected. And so I wasn't particularly surprised when the Patriots uh drafted him. And I and I thought that it would work out, but I always questioned his I always thought that he was untested because I mean when he was at Alabama I mean, he had Jalen Waddle. He had like this, the, you know, the uh, 
what's his face that won the Heisman last year? Um, I'm drunk. So oh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae yes. Smith. Like he had, yes. he had this elite, the elite receiver core that basically was just throwing a wide open bodies the entire game. So I was like, all right, so can he throw it in small windows? Can he do the things? But he just seems very capable. So I, I'm very interested to see that. And like Cam Newton, come on, dude, do better. <laughs> Hey. No, don't do better. You're that. Don't do better. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Cam need to go and get a, a seat on the sideline. That no, no, no. Let's just move on oh. from Medea. How do you, what did you both of him, him and Cole Beasley, don't yeah. do that properly and have to sit out for five days? Right, right, You're right. And it wasn't that they tested positive. It was just like they allegedly misunderstood the rules or whatever the case may be. But Calvin Cowherd pointed out, he was like, that signals that they're not, they're not vaccinated. Right. And I'm just like, well, Cole right. Beasley is all about not being vaccinated, uh, vaccinated. He made some diss track about being uh, like not being vaccinated. And now he's going to, somebody said, I think it was Pat McAfee today said he's going to make a remix tape for his unvaccinated uh, song he made earlier. Y'all got to rewind. First of all, let me do it first. Let me do it first. Everything that you just said, like, made me sick to my fucking stomach because it made my when I hear <laughs> <laughs> when I hear grown ass, when I hear the term grown ass man, dis track. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I can tell we're best friends. In the booth and make a remix tape. What? <laughs> what? Never mind. Gays, don't worry about it. I got y'all. I, don't worry about it. Thing. So just, you are, you are a veteran. We're not talking about... You are not... And they've never been a rapper. Never. I think he's missing a tooth, too, if I saw it from the game the other day. Oh, girl. I'm My done. friend was like, is he missing his front teeth? I said, no. And then I was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> Uh, never mind, Satan. I'm good. I just He said he was going to make a remix. <laughs> a remix? Like he had a platinum album or something. Like I he just Lil don't... Wayne with the Carter 3 or something. Right. I don't understand. I don't <laughs> I can play football. Do that well first. Oh. Oh. Kobe. Would you have Medea as a guest artist? I don't understand. Yeah. It might be Kobe. Cam Newton. Cole Beasley, if if by chance, <laughs> by if you ever ever hear this sound of my voice, please please understand and hear me when I say this. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. We don't we we don't want to hear what you have to say, and we certainly do not want to hear it in rap form. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, that that diss track gonna go triple rubber. <laughs> I don't, let me let's children let's move on. That just made my head hurt. And I'm sorry, you've, no. been, you've been blessed enough to be talented enough to make it to the top of your sport in the NFL. <laughs> be grateful. Rap is not your thing, sis. That <laughs> one. That's fine. Oh God. <laughs> Take the win. You're in the NFL. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. Thank you. The f- uh, the fuck? The fuck? Right. <laughs> what is the fuck? Um. Uh, 
Well, the the great part about tonight is that we can definitely agree on one thing, and we have a fan question, which we can all agree on, is we're going to do our MLB, MLB roundup a little differently tonight online tonight that are in love with one team, and that is our beloved yeah. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, go Braves. So we're going to – that game wore me out, but Georgia – and that's our final question tonight, which is a pretty good one. And I figure since all three of us are on the line, we could just – and that will do our – because we are talking about Atlanta here. What are our hopes for Atlanta? And Atlanta is the best one going forward, so to speak. Hmm. Hmm. I think if you part with the lineup is between, like, Jacques Peterson and – Heredia. Right. And that's at the bottom. Shit. Once he got traded, but he's gone downhill a bit. Mm -hmm. Heredia's hit and miss. Like, he can be great sometimes and be on a little tiny streak, and then he can go 0 for 22. Yep. So, it's it's, the number eight hitter is just iffy for us right now. Which, I mean, if that's the only issue we have, I'm happy with it because you're one through seven i mean what dansby has been hitting the ball oh my baby oh, I mean. I you're gonna get excited <laughs> Ooh, right. he flipped his head. but wait yeah can i just say this they showed it was i think it was yesterday games or the day before when him and adam Duvall both took off their hats at the same time i don't know okay guys it's, it, that's fine me and my passion fruit had a relationship honey because baby listen listen <laughs> listen they both flipped. They they took their hats off. Both of them had this good grain of the hair, baby, baby. <laughs> Almost. I, I listen, children. Listen. All right. Well, anyhow, right, I'm, back. I'm back. Back. Back to earth. Back. But um, if Riley and Freeman are playing and hitting like MVP candidates, so true. I mean everything. Solaire has what? At least six or seven home runs since he's been traded. Since he's been. So, I mean, everything's I- good. Darno's back. I mean, you have Duval back from being traded. And Ooh, my baby. Ju- he's just produced two. He might be hitting 220, but he's producing when we need exactly. him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I just think if Jacques Peterson can get back. To how he was when he first got there, loose. yeah, playing loose, not getting so worked up or whatever, like getting tossed yesterday. Yeah, and I saw that. I think we're fine. We're not being may not be great, but we'll be in the playoffs. Right, we'll be in all these champions again. Um, Sean, I will tell you this, and I will. I'm sure Alex seen enough highlights enough to agree will smith has to go oh god he's gone i, I can't i can't <laughs> why do you trade for richard rodriguez and don't fucking play him <laughs> oh my god, my god. I, I yell at my tv and Alex become my wife's become a brace fan like she gets so excited she was all upset that ronald cunha, cunha got hurt because she called him hot boy ronald and i had to tell her hot boy ronald towards acl and she's like what yeah. So when I and she loved Sandoval, so when I had to tell her 
Panda got traded. She was upset about that, too. Panda hugs are gone. When I'm watching the game and Will Smith is in and I'm screaming, she goes, oh, he shouldn't be in, should he? I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> no. None, none, and none. Um, they gave up six runs in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. <laughs> they lose the fucking game. Yeah. Kenny, I literally text Allison and said, this is that bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm with you, Allison. I think our, our biggest issue is between seven and eight um, as far as hitting is concerned. Um, our defense is still styled. I just want us to figure that out. And if Jock can go back to being Jock, it would be great. And stop trying to impress the masses and try to get this big contract because, you know, after this year, he's going back to free agency. Um, yep. I think we can go a ways in the playoffs if we just do what we need to do. Um, so, so, I think we can do some damage. We just got to lay – we do have a potent offense. I just think we need to lay back a little bit more and just kind of just kind of start having fun again. We won 12 games in a row. Shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, that was – that was that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree with the uh, with uh, the seven and eight position, but I mean, I, I also think that that is that seem, tends to be the case for every lineup, with the exception of one team, the Dodgers. Um, <clears throat> so I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily have a problem with it because I tend to be a lot more fluid in my opinion about starting lineups i say like i think it can be i think it should it should you should go with the hot hand and so for me it's you know who's ever hot at the time when they're hot then like you know adjust and go forward accordingly so i have a hard time with thinking like you know is this the best lineup i mean as far as personnel wise yes um as far as the order that depends. Like, you know, somebody somebody may get hot at one point, somebody may not. And that's so that's the way the kind of way I look at it. So the, I guess long story short, I'll I'll say for the time being, yes, I think it is for now. Um, but next week it may be a different answer. We take on the San Francisco Giants starting on Friday, right, Allison? I think Friday. Yes. We play yeah. the, 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 the Giants test. and then the Dodgers. Yeah, so, so we tough like seven game stretch where like Right out the box, playoff teams. Yeah, we got to go to swinging and swinging fast. Well, I mean, the um, Giants so, have the best. The Giants have the best record in the league, and the Dodgers are right after them, right? Exactly. Yeah. So we yeah. are going to where our tests come back to back. So we you know we are seeing what we made of quite quickly. So Sean, uh, we will when October's rolling around fast. So the September is it. September is our month. Um, so we definitely will see. Um, but I'm here for it. I'm here for the chop. I'm here for the Braves. We got this. Um, so I'm very curious to see, like, since we're on the subject of baseball, you know, that might just run with it because we got some time. Um, <clears throat> so, because uh, I feel like, I don't know if, if you get the sense, but it feels like the Dodgers have like really hit a stride as of late. Oh, yeah. And, and they are looking real, real dangerous. <laughs> like, They're looking like how they were in the playoffs last year. Yeah, like it's like, like it's just the NLCS. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to bring that up, but yeah. Oh God, I struggle. I struggle to see a weakness like on that squad. Like it's just, you know, they've got started pitching. They got a bullpen. They got closers. They got offense. Like it's just, it's just there. And 
I mean, they're still, I think they're, how many games are they behind San Francisco? It's not me. I want to say. I think it was like four, if I'm not mistaken. It was like, yeah, it was four. Because I think they're seven and a half in the wild card ahead. Right. Okay, yeah. And right now the Dodgers are taking on the Padres and it's zero to zero, so. Well, the Padres have been. And the Giants have beat the Mets today, so good big ups to that. Right. Well, the Padres have the toughest strength of schedule with 35 games left. Yeah. They're they're 569. So I don't know if the Padres are even going to make the wild card at this point. Oh. And the Braves are still five without two losses yesterday. We're still five games ahead because of what the Mets did and what Philly did. So we're we're still in good position, but we need to put 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 the feet on the damn gas a little bit harder, just a little bit. Right, because the Phillies have the lowest strength of schedule. Yep. At four thirty-five. That makes so we shall see. I'm excited. I guess not tomorrow Friday. Um, but I am excited to see that. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, Kenny Ray, do we have anything else for hits? Uh, no, that's good. I mean, I just fan questions were like I mix fan questions in. Oh yeah, we have another fan question. Yeah, let's do it for it. Let's do. It. Oh, is that yes? It? That no, okay. we had three. We had three. Okay. I mixed them in for you. Um, I have I have one since because we got a little time. Um, I do I do have one for Allison. I think I want to reprise okay. a. A question that we got from a listener. It was it was some time ago. It was one of the first ones we got. But I'm curious to hear Allison's answer to it. So one of the questions we got from a listener was, um, "What was what was the influence from your past that made you fall in love with sports?" Oh, oh Lord. Well, my first word not was touchdown. Word. Oh. <laughs> we so I was I grew up in Los Angeles, so of course college football comes on at like nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, in the bed with my dad and my mom, and I think it was actually Ohio State Michigan when they still weren't the big. They were rivals, but it wasn't the big marquee game that it is now. Yeah, and somebody scored a touchdown, and when they kicked the extra point, I put my hands up. And I screamed, touchdown! And my dad was so excited. And my mom looked at my dad and was like, son of a bitch, and rolled over. <laughs> Love it. So, and then I just, I was with my dad all the time. He officiated sports when I lived in California. He officiated sports once we moved here. I So, my whole family, my uncle is a coach. My dad coaches. My brother is now working for Tulane as an equipment manager for the football team. I've just been around sports all my life. So it was second nature. Wearing a dress that. was kind of weird and awkward for me. And the Barbie. Play, so absolutely. Look, she grew up in LA, honey. Where she, <laughs> she, had the, she had the Rams and shit for a while, but I mean. We would go to the Saints games in, in LA. Me and my dad would take the Amtrak because – it was he wanted to make a day of it because it would pick us mm-hmm. up right by our house and we'd go down and this is when they were playing at Anaheim Stadium. Get off, go walk to the stadium, watch the game, go right back on the train and go home. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, that's lovely. Like, uh, so were, were you? Were you guys into USC back then, or are you? 
Well, my mom's a USC fan. I'm an LSU fan. Okay. Dad, my dad's a diehard Tulane fan. That's <laughs> random. Yeah. Yeah, Tulane. He has season tickets to almost, to, I think, to football and to women's basketball. I'm like, for what? <laughs> nope. Look. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I just uh, uh, So I'm all right. So I guess all right. So and before we move on, um, I do have. Uh, I'm looking forward to the official start of college football this weekend. Um, I probably will watch for some reason Nebraska versus Illinois. Just because it's football. Yeah, just because, you know, it's, it's, I'm just excited about college football being back. There's some good black college football this weekend as well. So, mm-hmm. um, look out for that. The, the Swipe Me at Championship is going, Swipe Me at Challenge, I'm sorry, is going on this weekend here in Atlanta. Um, and I think, is there anything else going on before next time we'll be back? Uh, no, we'll be back to preview the other games coming up next weekend. So. Absolutely, but yeah, Absolutely. I will watch. I will watch uh, Nebraska and Illinois just because I'm just excited for college football to be back as well. Yeah, we're so. just excited for kids to start. So yeah, but by the time we get back, we'll every time to preview the big ones. I know Allison mm-hmm. had mentioned you know Clemson and, and those, but we those are next. Those are the weekend when we get. Yeah. Um, so I'm truly excited about those. But also what I'm excited about, because I know you got one, Allison, what we usually do at the end of the show um, is that we give Kenny an opportunity. Funny, it's usually something important. It's usually interesting. Uh, so uh, it's my favorite part of the evening. Uh, boys, gays, and all things in between. Tonight, finale of season two of Ladies and gentlemen, boys, gays, and all the things in between, let's get ready for Kenny's rant. <laughs> okay. Um, I just love the fact you chuckle, so it must be something interesting. <laughs> I, I do. I chuckle for two reasons. One, because I admittedly, you know, I, I've been completely swamped with work. And so I literally am just making this up on a fly, but I do have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> So, Shannon Sharp, <laughs> I am so glad that I am not your child because oh, something no. is absolutely wrong with you and your thinking. So, to give you some background, first of all, like, fuck them. Like, let me just go ahead and put that out there. But, like, because I never liked him to begin with. But, like, here, but here, but give me some background. So, um, there was a story that came out uh, recently, I think last week, um, where one of Dr. Dre, who is a billionaire, certified billionaire, uh, one of his estranged children from his days before he was filthy rich or whatnot, you know, they discovered that she was like living in her car with her children and people were like, okay, so like you're a billionaire. Why aren't you helping out your child? Shannon Sharp decided to chime his big horse mouth ass in <laughs> and say, <laughs> and was and was like, "Well, you know, 
she needs to be, you know, she needs to take care of the consequences that she created and blah, 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 and all this stuff without any sense of irony because that's Dr. Dre's child. She is (laughs) a circumstance of his, the consequence of his actions. Those are his grandchildren that she's living in the car with. He's never been in her life. It's so, of course, he caught swift backlash to this, and his exact words were, my children know that I am their last option, not their first. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I said, you know what, see, this is what motherfuckers do. What they do is they have, they have children and, and, and families and shit while they're trying to make it. They make a little money, and it doesn't work out with that woman. And then they go and find some kind of racially ambiguous plastic thing or whatever to start a whole new family with. And they forget like the other family and kids that they have. And that's the bullshit that he was talking about. And so my question, my question for him, if I could see him in his face, I don't give a fuck how big he is. Like I would ask him like one, like, why do you care? <laughs> Why are you even commenting on any of this? Right. And two, how is it that you don't recognize it? Like, that's a part of your legacy as well. It's like, just because you have been able to pull yourself out of a struggle and make some money doesn't mean that you get to turn around, look at them and be like, what's your problem? Like, how come you can't do the same thing that I did or whatever the case may be? It's your child. Like, that's the whole point. And I just don't see any other culture that does that. You and know I the statement like, really quickly that folks always say, I didn't I yeah. <laughs> Hello. Right. Hello. I didn't Hello. ask the I just, thought, I just thought it was just the most disgusting, vile, stupid statement I've ever heard my children know. I'm their last option, not their first. What the fuck does that mean? Like that means she'll probably imagine. continue to live in her car. Sadly. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like I just I couldn't imagine what it would feel like to think that like I can't go and speak and ask my mama for help at my worst moment. I can't go and you know, like I can't ask my like that's my billionaire so... daddy. <laughs> Billion. <laughs> Billionaire. <laughs> that part that, that's the hill you want to die on that will so I was like you know what go kick rocks like you know and that's the reason why they got you on that show that nobody pays attention to was Skip Bayless's geriatric ass like so he's so- always trying to call out LeBron James for everything on Instagram everything I don't know what this man has against LeBron James but it's just like ridiculous like y'all realize he, he got shit else to do or talk about right he he ain't got nothing else to do but shit on LeBron James. Like LeBron James can do nothing right in his book. Nothing. Yep. He's like, I got up at two a.m. and I'm on my second workout. What about you, LeBron? I'm like, seriously? I was <laughs> up at two. Right. <laughs> okay. Look, I wonder if he tried to flirt with LeBron and LeBron turned. You know, I missed. <laughs> okay. Were you trying to get? <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, my response would be like, I'm counting my championship rings. How much you got? <laughs> How many you got? <laughs> Motherfucker. But Ooh. I love when he throws his tantrums when the Cowboys lose and throws away his jersey. Oh, girl. Oh, he's good for that one. He's going to be doing that a lot this season, man. You know, rumor has it, rumor has it, and I really, if I, like, I mean, I don't watch first take anyway because, you know, Stephen A, like, makes me hit sometimes. And actually a lot. <laughs> but, you know, rumor has it, they're going to get, that whole rumor has it, they're in negotiations to get rid of Matt Kellerman and bring Skip Bayless back. And I'm like, if y'all do that, I swear to God. <laughs> nope. Not doing it. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I think it it, it is official. Like, Matt uh, Kellerman is out. I can't do it. I can't do it. Wow. Is it, so they really just want to create a dog and pony show, basically. Well, yeah, dog. So it's ratings. That's all they care about. I mean, but is it getting ratings, though? It, if they see him again. I mean, all right, when's the last time? Like, cause I like, I like Get Up. Like, I'll watch Get Up. But I, like, I do not watch First Take. I just don't, like, I cannot, I can't deal with it. No, I can't. I don't like Shannon Sharp, and I don't like Skip Bayless, so I'm I'm out. Yeah, no good. But did you also see what um, ESPN did today with Rachel? No, Nichols? what they do? What happened? They, they took her show, The Jump, the NBA show. Mm-hmm. And they took it off. Like she's not going to be on it. There's not going to be a show. She is not doing anything with the NBA anymore. Wow. Well, I mean, I know she was in trouble with the whole um, situation with what's uh, what's the lady's name again? Maria um, Taylor. The Maria yeah, Taylor. With the whole Maria Taylor thing. Um, but I, I thought that I thought we were done with that. I didn't realize. No, it was still... strict punishment. Oh no, that that was just like a slap on the hand at first for the NBA Finals, and then Maria Taylor left to go to NBC and did the Olympics and got a massive contract. So I think this is like her punishment. Is the punishment? Because Maria Something Taylor was doing college football on uh, Saturday mornings with Reese and them, and then they they took that part out completely for this season. There's not going to be a female like reporter at all. So whatever she was doing for uh, college game day is not happening anymore. They're not going to fill any have anybody fill or, fill in or anything. Hmm. Well, well, the tides are turning, children. The tides are turning, children. <laughs> and apparently, it's a woman's favorite. Amen. Amen. Keep the bullshit up if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Keep I the mean, bullshit do, up if you. I do think. I do think it's a bit heavy-handed. Um, but but it is ESPN too. It is. It is. But you know, ESPN is known for being reactionary and not proactive. Um, yes. I do, but I do think this is a bit reactionary because I don't think that Rachel Nichols' comments were pointed. I honestly think that she just she spoke too quickly, and I, and I found her reaction after the fact to be very sincere. Um, so I I do think this is a bit heavy handed, like, but you know. It is what it is. Like it's it's fine. She'll be fine. I'm sh- I'm sure of it. Like I think she still does CNN uh, sports commentary and 
Uh, I've seen her on another station as well. Mm, I don't know, but we shall see. Yep. Well, boys, gays, and all things in between, we have come to a fabulous ending to season two. Uh, the Me Too movement, as I call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Up, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> Allison, we have loved every minute of you. We will have you back in a few weeks because we definitely want your take on football. As we know, there's sure. it's coming up and it's getting ready to go down. It's coming up and it's getting ready to go down. I want to do, let's let's uh, have her back for uh baseball playoffs closer to a world series absolutely 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 yeah um but as always boys gays and things all between please send your fan questions you know where to send them uh who underscore dap underscore rises up on instagram um kenny and glenn on facebook um if you have any questions for allison trust me she will be back she can get to answer them herself um um questions to us you know keep them coming it's getting ready to be football time ladies and gentlemen boys and gays we all are getting ready for it and can i tell you we're all excited um yeah i might be a little drunk y'all um so on behalf of myself once again i am rayshawn reeves i have my good sister kenny ray on the line and a special thank you to our good friend allison for joining us tonight Yes. Uh, Thank you for having me. Of course. So on behalf of ourselves, remember, everybody, as we leave you with on our season finale, our little sport, little slice of gay sports heaven. Remember, including you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.